Hey, everybody, it's C.J. Graham. That's right, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 6, and you're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. What's up, guys? Christopher Stolle back with another Breaking the Fourth Wall podcast. Continuing on what I gave you guys a little bit of yesterday on the tragic news in Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin. That's a mouthful to say. And now I'm being joined by Serenity Stone and making his triumphant return, unfortunately, for the wrong reasons today, but making his triumphant return to breaking the fourth wall, Mr. Christopher Rudder from What's Your Effin' Binge podcast. Make sure you're checking that out. We have gotten more information and more details on uh, what had happened last night at that uh, holiday parade, and we wanted to sit down, discuss it, look at the details, find the fact from fiction. Yes, we are going to speculate some. For people on YouTube and Rumble and all, when you're watching this video, you will see that we are rebroadcasting some news reports. We are rebroadcasting some of the uh, uh, footage on the thing uh, for our audio listeners. Use the link down below if you want to see this stuff. Fair warning, it is graphic and violent, so don't have your kids watching it. But let's go ahead and get into this. I, I assume both you guys are, are caught up to speed for the most part about what's going on up there in Wisconsin. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, I have a, a head start on you from living in Wisconsin, so I don't know what that, that's actually called. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> Daryl Brooks is uh, his, his name and apparently been freed on bail twice this year despite an active warrant. Uh, actually, from what I've read, you, you're right. And uh, he just got released on bail again, uh, literally two days before what he did. It, I think it was the 19th he was released, and then the 21st he, he ran the SUV through. This guy has a laundry list of, of uh, offenses. He, he's a career criminal. Uh-huh. You know, um, he is uh, portray- he portrays himself as a rapper. In fact, the red SUV in question can be seen on YouTube in one of his rap music videos. He actually has... Is it red or white? It's red. Okay. Okay, that's a news van and one of the pictures. I'm I'm on DuckDuckGo pulling up everything to get up to date as we talk about it here. And there's... Uh, I didn't know if... The news van is white that showed up to take pictures. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, the red SUV is seen in a rap video under his his rap name, which is Math Boy Fly. Oh, yeah, Math Boy Fly. Yeah, Math Boy P H B O I space Fly. Oh, so instead of Fuck Boy, he's uh, he he deals with numbers. I got you. Well, the the biggest thing about this guy he that doesn't sound very cool. No, he doesn't, and and. Oh, let let me let me make him even more despicable for everybody listening in. This piece of shit is a self-incriminated. He's he's actually incriminated himself on a, uh, uh, a Twitter, I believe, uh, video, bragging about the fact that he's a underage sex trafficker. He pimps out them underage hoes. I've I heard. I've seen the video. Pull up the tweet. I don't have the tweet here. Are you I'll see if I pull up the tweet. Okay. I don't have the tweet here, I'll but I'll get it for you. I did. It's really interesting to find out that uh, you know within. So this is uh, you know we're talking within 24 hours of the incident, 36 hours at this point, or whatever the case is, and this guy's name is all over the place, and Twitter is allowing this tweet to still be pullable, whereas somebody like. Alex Jones can just talk about climate change and they completely deplatform him and pull all record of his history. That's amazing that this guy still, um, you can still find it on Twitter. That tells you a whole lot along with a lot of shit nowadays. Oh, abs- absolutely. Now, Go ahead. That video that we're going to watch, that was also released on Twitter. 
that, that was live graphic. cam footage or whatever or um, you know someone had yeah, it was a woman who lived on Main Street who went out on her balcony to watch the parade. And okay, that's why it's an overhead view. I got you. Okay. Yeah. That unfortunately happened. But that's like halfway as of, through the parade. So as of 36 minutes ago? Right. And as of 36 minutes ago, I, I'm looking at, again, I'm just looking at the live feed on what's going on here on DuckDuckGo. For the, all you got to do is just type in parade. And it shows parade crash, parade murder, parade in Wisconsin. Those are the first three results on DuckDuckGo. It'd be kind of interesting to see what Google actually says if you type in parade. But uh, as of 36 minutes ago, they're saying driver may have been fleeing from previous incident. See that? So that was a domestic. Yeah. Incident. A, d a domestic disturbance. So Apparently, he was running from a stabbing. Uh, is is what's reported. Oh. Like, I don't know if he stabbed somebody and ran or he was involved in something that dealt with an, a stabbing, but that being reported. According to the ABC News, according to the ABC News affiliate that I'm reading this from, uh, it was a domestic disturbance that involved a stabbing. Uh, two people were injured, uh, apparently, is uh, what they're what they've come up with. And the police were on scene and he was apparently he is uh, wanted for questioning in in that disturbance. Well, as of as of reported, Basically, he's at home. He stabbed people. Then he fled to go kill more innocent people. Essentially, and well, from... he was on the run, and they just happened to be in the way, and uh, you know whatever. But yeah, he was running from apparently a crime he committed, according to the ABC News affiliate there in Waukesha. Well, here's here's the thing okay, that fucked here's the thing that fucks me up, uh, real quick. <laughs> To, to point this out, I, the reason why I he may have been involved with a with a knifing, a domestic disturbance, whatever. But the thing is, is you can't. I'm having a hard time believing that he ran this way and decided to blow through a, a, a parade in in Wa. Again, I I forgive me, Milwaukeeans. I can't Waukesha. pronounce Waukesha. <laughs> I can't pronounce your your towns. Waukesha, you know, in Waukesha. Be simply because of the fact that his home, where the car was found, where I guess this domestic disturbance happened, happened, is in fucking Milwaukee, which is like an hour away. His car wasn't found in his driveway. According to this, prior to police naming Brooks as a suspect, Heavy confirmed a red Ford Escape similar to the vehicle police said was used in the parade incident could be seen outside of a Milwaukee home listed as Brooks's address in court records. Okay, but that's what? before the incident. I'm he ditched the vehicle in a driveway. No, according to this, according to this it's afterwards and they even have a picture of the front end fucked up. That's how they knew it was okay, his because he backed it. Site, what site are you quoting? Uh, Heavy.com. Heavy.com. Okay, so that that quote is different from the information that surrounds what Yahoo is saying. The crime uh, in question happened in Milwaukee, and the uh, red SUV was ditched like five blocks away from the parade. Okay, but still. That's according to Yahoo. Have, okay, yeah, so. And I I have to say that I have feet on the ground in the city that let me know that he ditched the vehicle in a driveway. Okay, well, regardless. And it actually had like a bullet hole in the windshield and all the damage and everything. So, I mean, all right, I don't okay. know. Either way, it's let's just, talk it, about fair, the fair, media fair, side of it later. Well, 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 well the, 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 the point I was trying to make, which my point still stands, even if the car didn't go all the way back to Milwaukee, the, the the point being is he traveled an hour out of Milwaukee to to Washica to do this. You're telling me that's not premeditated? Well, Washica is a suburb of Milwaukee, so I don't right. know exactly how far away the parade was from his actual <clears throat> address. You could really look that up for me, but for the scene I, of, for, from the scene of the crime to Waukesha, matter. yeah, from the scene of the crime to Waukesha, it's. Uh, Approximately 35 minutes from okay. the, his residence in Milwaukee to uh, there in, in Waukesha. And, and she's right. I'm, what I'm finding on DuckDuckGo, this is uh, from WSAW, which is the Warsaw News there in Wisconsin. They're saying it's about a 35, 40-minute drive from his house to the events of the parade. So, 
All right, according to... Uh, and he blew through barriers, he blew through police, police were shooting at him, and he accelerated mm -hmm. through the parade. So I have a hard time believing the fleeing has anything to do with the incident. He might have been pissed off, but, like, they don't connect are we, to me. That, that's, that's the point are I was we, trying to make. Okay. Are we under the impression that he committed this crime in Milwaukee and then drove to Waukesha specifically to do this? I don't know Is if he. What we're thinking because I don't know. I don't know if he necessarily planned on plowing down the parade. I I I, I hate to say it this way. I think it was a crime of opportunity. Uh, like Serenity said, he was pissed off and saw this, and for some reason that triggered him to go. You know what? I'm going to do this now. You know. Um. I don't necessarily think he left Milwaukee after the, the domestic disturbance and was like, you know what? I want to mow down some kids. I heard there's a parade over here. I don't, I don't necessarily yeah, think I that. Yeah. For anybody listening that we weren't just jumping to that kind of a conclusion, but it does look like, um, from going from Milwaukee to Waukesha <laughs> there that, um, the place where he ditched the SUV, that's just a random place, and it's like four or five blocks from the scene of the crime. Yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So is there, is there, uh, it'd be, this is one of those things where the reporters who are there are digging into it and everything to find out um, if his reason for going to Waukesha, does he have like a home base there? Does he have other homies who live there or whatever? Like, what's his reason for actually going there? Uh I haven't um, found anything like that, that yet. the fact that he veered off, oh, I'm sure that's going to come up. I mean, these kind of these kind of news stories, it, it takes a few days, and then the elements start to heat up unless they want to get it out of the news cycle. Right. Well, again, judging judging from some of the things uh, some of the things that have been uh, reported and everything else, depending on who you who you use for your news source, some certain channels I won't mention any names, CNN. Is as as of last reported, still not releasing th this guy's name. Not not saying that it's even a guy. They're they're still kind of burying it, you know, like it was some so random accident. Up on, uh, here's what I'm pulling up on DuckDuckGo since we're talking about the media bias here in a little bit or whatever. Um, Fox News reported an hour ago his actual name, uh, freed on bail, and then CNN is um what we know what about what happened at the wisconsin parade so they're making it very vague and cnn and new york post are quite a few items down on the DuckDuckGo search as far as like naming any actual information so they're talking from speculation or just this well, to put it to, perspective of not releasing his name or identity like Fox did. Well, let, let's put it this way. I was watching a live stream video of a, a pretty popular uh, podcast on, on YouTube. I, I'll refrain from using uh, name um, simply because, you know, I don't want to get him in trouble or anything. Um, but uh, he busted CNN live at, at a, he, he even timestamped it at. 10:41 Central Time, 10:41 a.m. You know where Fox News and and a couple of the other places had had released the information, and he, even he had the information, but CNN was still referring to the person of interest as he or she, and refusing to say whether they were black, white, Hispanic, whatever. So, they were what they were completely vague. Okay, so yeah. But like, their reasons, because, you know, everyone has to have a legitimate reason to tell the people. So they might have a reason of, we didn't want more riots. We didn't want more of an uproar of people. Well, why didn't, any of why that didn't, stuff. if that, if that was their reason, here's my counter argument to that, or I'll play devil's advocate off of what you're playing here. If okay. that is, if that is legitimately their reason uh, for not publishing details, on something that's now what 28 hours old and multiple news sources have reported it if that was actually their rhyme or reason for not reporting details then why didn't they do the same thing during the blm riots or even during why kyle rittenhouse they, when, when during the riots when yeah, kyle when kyle black that what when when why that shit first happened out? yeah when that shit first happened they were quick to turn around and say it was a white shooter 
you know, uh, dropped his name within the first hour and within the second hour already deemed him a white supremacist. I think um, without going into the whole um, they reported differently for white or black, which obviously you can't gloss over that. But just to set that aside, because that's a very that's not even a reach. That's a very easy thing to uh, bring out, you know, 20 things in the past six months that that's happened like. Right, I wasn't bringing it up to try to I bring up the conversation. I was, I was bringing it up as, as a, as a counterpoint to, to your point, where they okay, were, they okay. were and, very uh, quick to give details to one thing, but to this, they're, they're not in any way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? I think, I think. Uh, well, the reason I was uh, going about it on on this path here, I guess, is because the way I think to look at how this is getting reported is. For someone like you and I, without calling anybody names like idiot or retarded, certain people consume their news from those types of media outlets, whether it's CNN or MSNBC or the New York Post uh, or Yahoo, even though they're pretty vanilla sometimes, but they do reach pretty some things. Um, it, it's not so much as is that person an idiot for consuming their news that way, or it's more of a mechanism of the fact that they know who consumes their news so that's why it gets reported that way well that am i making sense you're making sense but i would i would go a point further um i i said this during the 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 kyle rittenhouse thing and i'll say it again now for this situation with uh and all the way back to the to the uh uh beginnings of the the riots the summer of love and everything else i think I think accountability needs to be needs to be applied, especially to mainstream media. I don't care if you're conservative or liberal. I don't care if you're AOC batshit crazy left or Donald Trump batshit crazy right. I do not care. When it comes to news, it should be right down the middle. And a lot of these news outlets, a lot of these me, uh, mainstream media outlets has done nothing but fan the flames with their misinformation or lack of information that they give to people. And it like you said, they know who they're playing to and who they're playing to is taking that information at face value and running out into the streets and doing stupid shit that is harming innocent people. At the end of the day, I'm going to call yeah, a spade a spade. At, they're very good at, at, at emotionalizing what the, what the actual um, you know, case of point is. They're able to insert emotion very easily and very powerfully. Exactly, and I, that, that's why I think they need to be held accountable. Sorry, Serenity, go ahead. Well, so... I I just have to say something really quick. So I've been talking a lot for, what, a year now about how the majority of people, they read the headlines. They don't sit there and read the fight and get all the details. They they see the headline, and that's what they base their judgment on. And today I was speaking with someone about Kyle Rittenhouse. Not It was just, uh, this happened. And they immediately went to the side of, well, he had a gun, so he was there with that intent. He was underage, bought a gun, and killed somebody. And then I started talking about the details of the case that weren't on the headlines about... So people don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I mean, they were more than willing. I just, you know, I let them know, like, hey, this is what actually happened. They didn't even know that he was getting attacked, that he got hit with the skateboard, that he got kicked. They didn't know that he had a gun pulled on him. This is a white supremacist that had a a gun that traveled to do this. This is a snapshot or a case study of the dynamic of what we're talking about, what they actually achieve with something like this. Because a person that you talked to was willing to argue with you based off of a, what, 12-word headline? And about a paragraph, like what you get off of news sites like Opera News and all this other stuff. It's all very clickbaity that what you read the headline and then you dive into the details and the details don't even match what was in the headline. But that person was willing to argue the facts with you based off of just that headline that they had read a couple of weeks ago, right? But every time I, yeah, oh yeah, but every time I came out with this is what actually happened, they were like, oh, I, I didn't know that. Oh, I heard something about that, but is that verified? You know, like the answers of somebody who's like, oh, wait, I didn't know any of this, which is whatever, whatever they know they get information. Tra- yeah, whenever they get trapped in someone like that, I'm not saying they, but someone who is willing to form an opinion with that much of a reaction that they're willing to 
argue facts based on emotion once they hear the facts they're very quick and easy to deflect them like what you said whatever they said oh has that actually been verified i had heard that that plays nothing into the realm of possibility with a person who digests their news that way to be able to have an intelligent conversation because emotion has been inserted from the beginning and once the emotion is in their intellect has nothing to do with it so just making them discover facts or showing them facts, they'll still sidestep it. And that, that is a huge problem. Yeah. And those are the kind of people that CNN and uh, New York Post and the Times and all these places, it, whether it's the digital side or a print media, they know who's going to take in that information. Can they we know how they're going to react to it? Can we be real for, for a quick minute though? Can, can, can we like, I, I, I want to address yeah. the people that are defending uh, the 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 three quote unquote victims of Kyle Rittenhouse. Let let's 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 play let's play for a minute. Let's play for a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on your side for a minute. Okay, it wasn't self defense. He went out looking to kill some people. Okay, fine. You're talking about a five time convicted child molester, a guy who beat his own grandmother. And other people, uh, the other person also had charges as long. None of these people were good people. Let's be real. Even if Kyle Rittenhouse murdered them in cold blood instead of self-defense, even if, why are we upset that three career criminals, one of which hurt children, is no longer breathing air? Who fucking cares? It, it wasn't his place to decide that well yeah you're right it's it's the government and it's the the police department unfortunately the government told the police department to stand aside so somebody's got to fucking do it if that's if that's the card you want to play on on that hand then isn't it very fortunate that kyle rittenhouse was able to be so informed that he knew he was going to run into these people and he targeted them specifically uh, this uh, uh, minor uh, who just happened to drive in from out of town with his family with a gun in hand that he was able to find these people so conveniently or the fact that they started shit whenever he shot back and they dropped or whatever we just come to find out that this is more of their continued action of what they've done the past 20 years exactly uh, <laughs> and think about think yeah. about the first victim the one the one uh, who who grabbed the gun and chased him into a parking lot and and you know Kyle finally shot him in cold blood you know why why are we defending him because he defended uh, Black Lives Matter and he defended the, the 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 movement of Black Lives Matter he was he was a, he was an ally right forgetting the fact he that he there, spent the whole yeah, entire he went time there as an ally he went there as an ally when he just got discharged from an insane asylum that day, the bag he threw at Kyle Rittenhouse was his clothes from there. And he's on video the whole entire time dropping the N-word. What an ally. Mm -hmm. What an ally. Yeah. Okay. And these are the uh, agents provocateur that get planted into these situations. That uh, <laughs> Going all the way back to January 6th, there's a lot of instances were these kinds of things that person obviously he just got released from the nut house today who would have known that he would have ended up at that particular uh social event if we want to call it that but um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, but uh you know whatever someone like that does get dropped in the into the uh fire and then there's a couple of other people out there who just want to rouse shit up uh, i'm not saying that they're government plants i'm just saying they're people who go there with malicious intent Whereas Rittenhouse actually approached it from the aspect of, well, the past 20 things that they've shown have turned into riots. So I'm going to go there and protect this city. I'm going to go there and protect this from happening. And people don't look at that uh, from he's never going to be called a hero. But these people are also going to never not be called innocent victims. No, I'm going to go on record right. Unfortunate. I'm going to go on record right now. These guys. What? I'm going to go on record right now. Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse is a fucking hero. He is a hero, and I hope there are 20 million more of them out there. So Ted Nugent said that he would give Kyle Rittenhouse a lifetime supply of ammunition, but he wants to start a gun safety class in Kyle Rittenhouse's name. He was also offered a internship at the house uh, by one of the... Um, 
um, congressman there in the state. He was I, offered I just, an internship. If he's getting all, <laughs> offered, sorry, offered all these things, <clears throat> he can't be that bad of a guy. And my my argument today actually ended with them backing down and saying, okay, he might be innocent, but it created a precedent that if you bring a weapon to something that could blow up and become crazy, like let's, let's say that you go to a concert that happens to have two different biker gangs and it ends up blowing up and they start fighting each other and then you have a gun and you kill somebody, like is that going to be the same these anecdotal, these anecdotal arguments that people make it, uh, with this case and comparing it that way on the line of thinking that you're talking about, Serenity, this is the very dangerous precedent that allows the government to completely control its population. Look uh -huh. at what's happening in Australia. 25 years ago, they got talked into turning in their guns for a very similar situation. But I just, I don't think that it's such a precedent for anything. Unless people are going out and rioting and looting and doing crazy shit. I think it does set a precedent. I, 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 what is the precedent? Can, I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what the precedent is. That we all have a human right and, and a natural right. It goes even beyond the Constitution. We all have the right to defend ourselves from bodily harm. We have the right to defend what is ours. Our family, our property. We have the right to defend ourselves. That is the precedent. Kyle Rittenhouse showing up with a rifle is no different than Serenity. I know you have a gun license. Chris, I'm pretty sure you have a gun license. I have a gun license. Some states have concealed carry. Other states have open carry. It doesn't matter. I can go anywhere I please with a gun on my hip. And whether or not I'm going to pull it and fire it, fire it depends on whether or not I or people I care about are in danger. That is the only thing that will make me pull that gun out. Which, guess what? That's a precedent. People should know that well, if the police ain't going to fucking protect you, if the government ain't going to protect you, you need to protect yourself. So if... I think, I think actually... Yeah, I, I think actually that the precedent is our Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was written in case something like this were to happen. That's why it is on the con our constitutional right. That is actually the precedent. What this turns into being is the probably the largest Second Amendment case of the 21st century, upholding how the Bill of Rights was written, upholding how our Constitution was written. Those are the, the oh, precedents yeah. happened 200 years ago. Let's, so let's what this is standing on the back is, of that. Is there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. That's what I think. to me. Okay. See, I I just keep hearing the word, and nobody's telling me like what the fuck precedent it actually is setting. And I'm sitting here like the situation isn't gonna arise where it's a comparable case unless. Yeah, this doesn't happen every down. third Tuesday of the year or anything like that. Right? I mean, this isn't. Yeah, this doesn't happen regularly enough, which is why our forefathers even though they wrote that document with a fucking feather uh, by candlelight they still had the foresight to be able to see not this particular incident but if any incident like it of course they couldn't imagine anything in the 20th century where black lives matter and all this stuff comes to a head with the rittenhouse case they could never foresee anything like that but if somebody was put in the situation to have to protect themselves that constitutional right is in place to protect them that is the precedent the law so, that was actually written. Well, I, 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 I that's what I think. I, I agree. I have to say, I love it. Okay, so hang on a second, Chris. Yeah, yeah, go so, ahead. I, I will tell you guys now, which this is the first time I've said this on any broadcast or anything, I am a constitutionalist through and through. Like, you might be Democrat, you might be Republican, I believe that you have your rights, everything, <coughs> but I am not one of those. I am constitutionalist. So I love this case because it is a clear cut in my eyes clear cut case yeah. of self-defense and so if this is the one to challenge my constitution then come on baby let's do it you know well, like, if, I want for someone for someone like you or for uh, anybody even if you're fucking militant if you're somebody who's dug in and in, into a fucking bunker in, in montana or whatever that um 
uh, or the average person who have a, has a carry or a seal uh, um, concealed permit like Stoli does. What, no matter no matter where you are on that spectrum, the fact that the Constitution uh, is has predicated that we are able to do so. The states that don't allow it are actually violating our constitutional rights. And um, concealed carry, open carry is not permitted in every state. And uh, what we have to look at now, since this case has been upheld, and this is very recent history, this doesn't go back to its previous um, likeness or, or the other precedent that was set in the 1950s. Somebody actually defended themselves at a civil rights rally, uh, one of the first ones that was going on before everything got real hot and heavy going into the late 60s. But someone had to defend themselves and they shot somebody. That's okay. the actual precedent to this. Um, but uh, again, all it does is just actually uphold our Second Amendment right that is given to us in the Constitution. It doesn't matter if you agree with the circumstances or agree with the outcome of it. The fact that the fact of the matter is, is everything that the, the defense rested on was all supported by live video and the Second Amendment. And the Second yeah. Amendment was upheld. That's all that... That's all that matters. The conditions could be completely different. It could be a black guy shooting a white guy coming out of McDonald's. Whatever the case is, any variation of all of these details, the only thing that matters is that our Second Amendment in this really crazy political time was able to be upheld. So in the next 10 years, whenever shit does start hitting the fan and people want to convict other people without hearing about their Second Amendment rights, we'll all, all be able to point to this case specifically that the Second Amendment is legitimate and states recognize it, and so does the federal government. Well, let me, That's let me, the most important thing, I think. Let me, let me, clarify, let me clarify two things uh, from, from my statement, because it feels like I set us off on a Second Amendment uh, tangent because I said even above the uh, Second Amendment. I'm not disclaiming the Second Amendment in any way, shape, or form. I, I like serenity. I am a constitutionalist. I call myself a constitutional repu uh, republic. I believe in the uh, constitutional republic. I don't believe in this uh, harebrained idea of democracy. We are a constitutional republic. That's what we were founded on. Yeah. But, uh, but the fact of the matter, the fact of the matter is, is that I'm not disclaiming the Second Amendment. What I'm saying is that even without the Second Amendment, everybody has a birthright to defend themselves and their loved ones from deadly harm. That that's what I meant by it. So I felt I needed to clarify that. The no, second I, thing, no, the, I, I totally, I totally got that. I, I was just wanting to speak on how I think the Second Amendment is the whole circle of truth in this and. The fact that it got upheld is a, is a huge victory for people like us and for anybody else down the line who's put in that position that has to rely on it. Unfortunately, if you live in Chicago or all these other gun-free zones, mm -hmm. you don't have that right. And uh, it's kind of weird how in a lot of these gun-free zones or these blue cities or blue states uh, that that kind of gun violence against the innocent is actually much higher than it is in places like Texas or Wisconsin or Colorado or you know, uh, name the state, but, um, it's I, really weird how that, how that ends up working. I, I live just like this huge glaring fact that people overlook whatever they argue against someone having the right to own a gun. I, I live in a blue state. I know exactly what you're talking about. But the uh, second thing I wanted to point out is the second amendment or the God given right to carry a firearm to protect yourself. That doesn't have a color. So let's end that argument right there. A white boy walking down the street with a gun has the same rights as a black man walking down the street with a gun as long as the gun is being used for self-defense, not for attack. Okay, so I, I know that most, you, you both know this, but when I went to the riots here in Denver, I went on what was, quote, the peaceful night and the news was saying like if you're gonna go any of these nights this night is the one that's gonna be really peaceful so you're right like how do they know, know that yeah right <laughs> that's gonna be my first well, question but but you know i followed the news at this time i was still watching the news yes i'm sorry but um <laughs> when i went i i did it because i felt helpless and hopeless and I felt like my life was ending and I had no fucking control and it was right before my birthday 
And I wanted my life back. I wanted to feel like I could make a decision on my own freedom because we were in lockdown here in Denver. So I went, and my friend who took me, he has his concealed carry permit, and I he had at least one. He might have had three, but I know of I know of two, so he might have had three. And <laughs> I went, <laughs> and I had an experience unlike anything I ever would have imagined. I made a lot of friends. I, you know, there was crazy shit going on, but no fires, no looting. Just totally contrary to what life. the media per- portrayed it all as. Isn't that weird? Because I had the same yeah. experience. Because I did, I did the uh, whatever they had the march here in in, Ev- in Evansville or Southern Indiana. Um, I remember talking about it right after it happened, both of us, yeah. uh, but, uh, um, you know, I had the same experience where people were like, man, brother, I'm glad you're here, you know, cause I stood in the back very obviously and told everybody I talked to, I'm here to make sure none of these Antifa fucks or whatever come in and fuck up my city. Whoa. That's the only okay. reason I was there. Right. Well, I I'm mean, not, I'm not familiar with Indiana, but I know, I know Colorado's kind of red right now. Is Indiana, uh, red right now? And the reason I asked uh, we... that, the reason I asked that is because here in Philadelphia, I saw the dark side of everything. I, I I have to search my my archive files. I have videos of stores that were looted, burned down, and shit like that in my neighborhood. You know, Aww. you know, right. and yeah, and I so. remember I remember that you showed footage of whenever they were walking down the street, right? But you're yeah. in Philly, but I don't know. I I don't want to say that different states have a different type of person, but I believe that Denver, you know, being the pot smoker state, we're all too lazy or too stoned or too hell yeah, just to fucking get that shit together to be mean. Like, we were all friends. Maybe different states were different, but... Well, that's why I was I asking. every state was bad. I mean, like, seriously, Denver all of the, all wasn't of the bad... like that. No, Denver wasn't like that, and, and Denver or uh, Colorado itself is a, is a blue state. I don't know if Denver is because the bigger the city, I'm sorry, uh, the bigger the city, it, it, it's more likely to become blue, whereas Colorado is a red state. Indiana is a red state on a, on a lot of things, um, but southern Indiana also has, here we have um, two Demo- Democratic mayors in two of the biggest cities in uh, southern Indiana. So it's a kind of a mix, but on most of the social stuff, it's pretty red, you know, uh, where everybody believes in having their gun and all that good stuff. So, you know, I think uh, the bigger cities also, if you go back and look at like where all the looting and rioting was going on, were predominantly everything that we saw were from major blue cities like L.A., San Francisco, St. Louis, Philadelphia, there where Chris lives, and then places where, like, you and I live, we didn't see any of that shit. Exactly. Okay, but, okay, so here in Denver, there was, like, weird shit, okay? So they would, like, take 10 pounds of bricks and a white truck with a bunch of fucking big things of bricks would drive down 16th Street Mall, which is just the major area in downtown for people to walk on. Is that where they were ju- dropping off the baskets of bricks and blocks? Yep. Yeah, they were, well, they were dry, dropping them everywhere. I mean, like they were everywhere doing it, downtown. And they were doing it in L.A. before the big before the big march there too. Yeah, but they they did it multiple times, multiple days. I have a lot of friends in downtown who sent me pictures and told me not to go because shit's gonna be so crazy and. I I didn't witness that, even at the same time as I saw people getting now, tear the weird thing and fucking getting, like, I saw shit go down, rubber bullets, I saw fucking shit go down, but every that, time it was because we decided to stay out past curfew. They warned us, if we don't leave by midnight, they're going to tear gas, mm-hmm. and if we don't leave after the tear gas, they're going to shoot us with rubber bullets. Well, the white girl who sat down in the middle of the street with no panties on and her legs spread, daring the police to come and remove her, that happened before the curfew. And the first, the, the, <laughs> that happened in Denver. Oh <laughs> and, I know. It was serenity. Okay, so it's, <laughs> it's really, <laughs> I think the really, the really weird thing is the fact that you had nights and, new, and newsworthy incidents where things escalated, but they were able to advertise successfully that this is the safe night to go, and it went off according to that narrative. 
Don't you find that to be a little weird and manipulative? So I ran into several friends there, and two of my friends, James, who was just on the show the other day, we did the concert show. Right, right, yeah. Okay, me and him met up two nights out of that, and he was there, and he wanted to be tear gassed. He was like, fuck that, I'm staying. I'm like, dude, I'm getting the fuck out of here because I don't want to get tear gassed, so I'm going to just back up with the line and go with whatever slot says because I'm not going to do it. He's and the guy. Him and about a hundred other people were like, fuck no, we're going to get tear gas tonight. <laughs> he, he's the, he's the guy that fucking stuck a fork in an outlet because just one time because he wanted to know what it felt like. No. Right. Fucking amazing. <laughs> he, he has a brain on him. But the point was, is that I will take this pain because you can't tell me to go home like it was more about the fucking lockdown i don't know if it's the same with you rudder but it was more about fuck you you can't tell me when i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna stay here past midnight you can't tell me that shit it was more about that we didn't we didn't have nighttime marches or or anything like that we didn't have a curfew that was actually enforced the the main reason i went there is because this was the exact same load of uh, buses and everything that had just left Louisville, where there was major rioting. Yeah, and yeah it's kind it of... was being re- being reported on the news and everything that they were um, um, following these buses and their next stop. They told them openly they were coming to the Evansville march. So my point was, I'm going to go and I'll be goddamned if I'm going to stand by and watch somebody break out. You know, because you're talking to downtown Evansville, those are small businesses. That's, you know, local yeah. shops and boutiques and stuff like that. A lot of people that I know, and regardless of right. that, like, you're not going to come here and fucking burn down my city. Fuck you. We I, didn't have anything to do with this. Right? You know, people deserve to be heard and uh, speeches need to be made and all of this stuff. We're either all in solidarity or, you know, these these people need to be looked at. You know, okay, so be it. Everybody has the right to do that. That's free speech, which also is a constitutional right, like the Second Amendment. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> you right. know, whenever you're talking about free speech and First Amendment, where the um, uh, press and a citizen has both equal rights to be able to say whatever they want, it's Article uh, 4 or whatever that protects the pr- press from giving up sources and whatnot. But um, the, the fact that in some cities, most of the, most of these were the major population sites or big blue cities like L.A. or Denver, San Francisco, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Portland. Look at what they fucking did. They ended up uh, completely segregating an entire part of town and nobody did shit. The National Guard didn't even show up and stop that Chad shit from happening. Um, well, it is fun. It's funny well, how you it's it's funny how you mention that because again, like uh, Serenity was talking about, they they were allowed to go out and p- protest whatever else, but they had a curfew. Where you were at, they didn't even have a curfew. They they had nobody stopping anybody from doing anything. Where I was at the time during the riots and everything else here in Philadelphia, there unless you were an essential worker or a protester, you were on lockdown. You would be arrested I if you left you your house. From work that day, didn't you? Yes, I did. I remember that, okay, yeah, because so- we, we ended up having an emergency broadcast because you got sent home, and I was telling, that's the that's the episode where me and Serenity, Serenity talked about going, and I said I was going the next day. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. If, we, we, if I would have gone out to to mingle with, with the stuff, and I wasn't a part of the protest, I was just, you know, loitering, watching, whatever else, I would be arrested because I violated the, the city lockdown. Okay. So I want to get back to the conversation at hand. No, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> actually, actually, it all ties in. It, it actually all ties okay. in. I, I get it. Okay, it does. But let me just talk about the Second Amendment really quick. Okay, so right. I, I Google search, you know, because they give you tip-top information. And this box... DuckDuckGo. Okay. Let me look up the exact same thing on DuckDuckGo. Let's compare what gets pulled up. I, what was your okay, search? Okay, I just... Second Amendment rights. I'm going to bing it just to be an asshole. I'm going to bing it. (laughs) Second Amendment rights. (laughs) Okay. So So what's your first headline that shows up? Well, images. Okay, but still. Does it take you directly to the Constitution? Um, Constitution.congress.gov, but it gives you like a little rundown ahead of it. So it says, 
a okay. well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms is second, and then this shall not be infringed. So, so them challenging the Second Amendment, I don't think this has shit to do with the guns. I think it's a way for the fucking secret society that is running our world to take away our militia rights. And it being necessary. What you're talking about deep state. I am. You're talking about deep deep state politics and the hierarchy, the one percent of the top one percent that does control things, or you know the patriarchs and 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 so forth of the commanding twelve families that basically run every financial institution in the world. Um, That's uh, along with the, the people that they have brought in of their wealth that's come along, you know, like Bezos and uh, Gates and, and everybody else. Oprah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, people who have uh, amassed this kind of influence and wealth and everything because they, they are part of it, uh, which goes all the way back to the Epstein uh, uh, ideas and, and all of that uh, fun, whatever that was going on. And um, isn't it funny how uh, almost four years after Epstein didn't kill himself that um, – uh, Giselle is uh, just now being brought up on charges, and there isn't any news coverage of it at all on oh. any of the major media outlets. And I think that that is the case of point of exactly what you're talking about with the deep state. The more they can rile up and cause separation or divisiveness within the country, where it's race classes or race wars or if it's class war, if you're dealing with the middle class versus lower middle class versus the poor, the more you can get them all arguing, the more the real important shit like Ghislaine or Epstein and their actual connections to high government uh, the fact that that gets swept under the rug, the attention span on that is minimal. It's like gnats in a fucking fart. They, they're they gone right. instantly. Uh, whereas we all want to hang on to, we, everybody still knows Floyd's name. I'm just sharing this real quick while you're around, talking. If you were to go to your local res- restaurant, yeah, if you were to go to the your local fast food restaurant and say, hey, did you hear the new, latest news about Jizz Lane? People would be like, who the fuck are you even talking about? Right, like, I, what but you're talking Tommy? about somebody who's hot. Well, I, I, we, we all, you're, you're dealing with somebody. We're, we're, we're all using different uh, search engines to, to find out about the Second Amendment. Yours actually came up with the definition of the Second Amendment. Uh, Chris, as of yet, hasn't uh, said his uh, what his says. I, I screen shared mine. The mine first thing it shows you. is that uh, news about okay, the Second Amendment. Mine, direct- <laughs> mine, uh, mine gave me a news okay. article about the NRA. <laughs> Uh, celebrating its 150th anniversary, and then the three articles underneath it are all about Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> okay, my my top three are from the Cornell Law Institute or CornellUniversity.edu, Harvard.edu, and Congress.gov, taking you directly to the Constitution and the Second Amendment, so you can read what it actually fucking says. Those are the first three links on DuckDuckGo. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't give me any Isn't of that. that I gotta. I gotta go. Da- I gotta go. Here's like, the image. I... there we go. I had to go half a page wow. down to finally get the U.S. Constitution, wow. U.S. law for the Second Amendment. Isn't that weird? How? Yeah. Isn't that weird? How yeah. three different search engines give us three different paths to get there. It's That's because so weird. Who pays for what standing? Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Government pays Google how much money? Bing gets paid by who? Because Google doesn't know they exist. Duck Duck Goose doesn't get paid by anyone, right? Duck Duck Goose. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. <laughs> duck 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 Go. Um, it's not that they don't get paid. They do have advertising, but they're not linked to any story or research or news. Someone can privately advertise or banner banner advertise on there. Like if you click on something that's Fox News, you'll see shit that Fox News allows for advertising, but it has no bearing on anything that gets brought up by DuckDuck. So that's why I use it for everything. And it's always weird to see these comparisons. I want to know what the gift fiddle was. Mine, I don't have. Okay, so let's get back to the point here. Wait, will you read what I just sent to the group chat? Because... If I'm not correct, am I reading a song where it, it says in the Second Amendment, it's not just the right to bear arms, which is what we're all believing. It, it puts it in a very no. elegant way that you're allowed no, to have it's an about, army. 
Well, the, right. the, the, the initial reason... Or the Minutemen, if you will. Right. The, the initial reason for the Second Amendment and the way it was worded was that we, as the citizens of the United States, to keep and bear arms, so that way we could be ready to defend this country against enemies foreign or domestic, is really the main reason so the, for, the, for, the, for the, the right to bear arms. That's why it's marked as a right. regulated militia. But essentially what it means exactly. is besides defending ourselves, we have the ability to defend the country, and we have the ability to overthrow a tyrannical government. In case um, our... If so we take the out second, the Second Amendment right, what would it do to our country? Let me, let me read this real quick, okay? Because this okay. is exactly word for word what it says in the Constitution, the first paragraph. It's a five-second read, okay? Uh -huh. Second Amendment protects an individual right to possess a firearm unconnected with service in a militia, and to use that arm for traditional lawful purposes, such as self-defense within the home. Now, if you go on and read the actual body of it, the eloquent writing that you're talking about, Serenity, uh, uh, but the actual law definition that's in the U.S. Um, law library is that you it's not necessarily has to be connected with a militia. It does give you the option to do so, and to be able to use that firearm for traditionally lawful purposes, such as self-defense primarily within the home. Okay. It does go on to say that the whole point of a militia is to defend themselves from a tyrannical government. That is okay. the defining purpose of a militia. So let's just say, just go with me here, guys. The government yeah. is with the media to try to overthrow all of us because they've been on a fear campaign tactically coming after us to try to turn us into a different society. Correct. And whether that still be called the United States or not, I'm not going to say. I just think that we are being overthrown. And this Kyle Rittenhouse and shit like that that challenged my Second Amendment rights, and I hear so many people say, fuck guns, man, we shouldn't even own guns. Fuck you, dude, it's my right. And now you're saying that if you take away that right, you're going to take away my right to stand up for my government Let me, you're gonna like okay so exactly piggybacking off of that can i may i take it a step further yeah, take it okay australia do they have the right to bear arms nope no you know when they did when they were all fucking americans nah. no, I don't well, know. In, <laughs> kind of in a sense recently as as recently as 1994, that's whenever they no actually way. had the right to, yes, 1994 was the last time in Australia that they gave it up willingly because of a situation much like Floyd and Rittenhouse. Oh, oh my God. So this is just another fucking, okay, you know how in school they have a syllabus so to, do, to go ahead to and learn to do something? <laughs> like, this seems like they're following the same syllabus. As there's a playbook involved here and <laughs> right. there's a there's a playbook involved here and and you can actually look up the writings of uh, 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 George Soros and and members of the UN and everything where this uh, playbook is being followed to a great extreme in places like Australia Canada New Zealand um, a lot of the European countries so far that uh, the ones that have banned uh, the vaccine and whatnot, I'm not even going to get in that discussion, but those right. places do have the rights to bear arms, but a lot of places don't. And one of the things, one of the playbooks this comes from in most recent history, um, I believe it was in uh, June of 1939 that Hitler convinced their, their citizens that they must start telling on each other and got the Jews and all of the others to give up their right. guns unless they gave uh, actual, um, they pledged their allegiance to the Third okay. Reich. Um, right. So uh, whenever, whenever you're looking at what happened in Australia as recently as 1994, where they gave up their guns willingly because they didn't want anyone else to get shot. Okay, I understand that. Nobody wants anybody to get fucking shot. But whenever you give up that right, then now what you're allowing to happen, right now they announced it, on, on Sky News in Australia, this happened just four, four hours ago, uh, where if you refuse to get vaccinated, they're going to come round you up and put you in the work camps. They've actually used the word work camps. Yep. This is what happens do when you don't... Population, this is what happens when you can't defend yourself. Is because they... 
whenever they gave up their right to bear arms and they gave it up willingly, which is something that they're hoping that we will do if they keep attacking the Second Amendment. Like Serenity said, there's so many people out there who say fuck guns. And we f- seem or feel like we're in the minority whenever you look at social media or other reporting um, sources, you know, like most major media news. 99% of the news outlets out there are corrupted in one way or the other. Even if you want to talk about Fox News, they have advertisers. And right. if they have advertisers, then they are beholden to who pays the bills and who writes their check. Now, Fox doesn't do it as outwardly or um, uh, you know, just blatantly as CNN or MSNBC does, but they've done it before. There's many cases that you can show where they've done they've done bullshit, just like the other groups have. The only problem is is CNN is doing it on a daily basis, like they're gaslighting America. Well, the I sky think is- that, no, it's not just it's not just <clears throat> one; it's all of them. Well, so, yeah, exactly. I'm just using them as the primary example. Okay. It's very yeah. easy to find these facts on. Well, well, Chris, like, you you had mentioned you had mentioned a manifesto that that's really kind of being followed around. It made me think of this. There's a there's an independent rapper named Tom McDonald. I don't know if anybody is familiar with him or not. He has a song called "Brainwashed," and he actually broke it down in in his uh, lyrics in, in the third verse of, of the song. For a second, let me just read you. I'm not going to rap it because I'm not a rapper, but I'll I'll, I'll read oh, you the oh, nine God. steps that he that he did as a verse. And okay. you, you tell me how accurate it is. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religiosity to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made of lies. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational divide or situational design. Fuck yeah. Yes. Okay, maybe yeah, not and in that, that is order, a... but fuck yeah. So um, Soros actually released a book in 1999 that um, uh, the UN... Uh, a couple members of the of the UN also published books in the 80s and the late 70s that basically detail or what they call white papers that basically detail all of this stuff going on where you're seeing the marginalized give uh, are able to give these very amplified emotional responses that's how you got Hitler uh, and then they're also able to divide and conquer the military from within which is what they're doing by forcing everybody to get a shot um, so you're either going to die within a few years from the effects of that, or you're going to get dishonorably discharged, which you will no longer be able to own a gun if you're dishonorably discharged. Right, Stoli? No, right. You, you would not be able to. Uh, I don't know about all armed forces. I know the U.S. Navy isn't doing the dishonorable route. They are doing uh, medical other than honorable, which still screws you on benefits. Right. That right. still screws you on your benefits, screws you on your VA benefits <coughs> and everything, but the Marines and the Army, they are actually doing it as a dishonorable discharge, which is why that general got in so much trouble and is actually, uh, he got put in, in the brig for a little bit because he said, my Marines will not take this shot. And so they are dishonorably discharging, at least in the Army. The Marines are trying to fight it. Don't know about the Air Force, but you're right about the Navy. But we're talking about dishonorably discharging or, dis, or disarming a huge segment of our fighting age men. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're doing this uh, border corruption that they did all through Europe, which is all UN-supported and UN-controlled and UN-funded, uh, where they completely broke down the borders of everywhere because of the Syria and Afghan uh, refugees. They're talking about moving the populations from Africa and the Middle East up to 640 million people to completely repopulate Europe and the United States. Mm-hmm. They showed it in the news, um, just uh, whatever the uh, Afghan um, uh, pullout, uh, that debacle that went down, they showed here in southern Indiana uh, that there were going to be seven of these Afghan families moved into the tri-state area. And they're going to be supported by these families. And there was this loving, touching story and everything. And then I talked to one of our soldiers at Camp Atterbury, and they said, no, there's seven fucking thousand of them. Right. And they're making our soldiers... They're making, right. it, just in Camp Atterbury, it's 7,000 Afghans. Oh, okay. And um, 
they're making our soldiers sleep in tents while they sleep in our barracks. And they're so over overrun by Afghans, they can't even do uh, any of their uh, practices, their maneuvers. They can't do anything. They're just there to so babysit my, wait, and indoctrinate. What do they mean by barracks? Because our like, sleeping quarters that are made for our soldiers. The yeah. Afghans are so sleeping home. in. And, yes. Like, yeah. The, the actual houses, because like. Yes. I know here in Colorado, I almost actually moved onto a base, and the uh -huh. house was fucking nice, man. I mean, it was right. a duplex, but it was like basement plus three story duplex, bigger than any house that any of my friends or any of my rich friends even have. I mean. It was well, fucking like him. Well, it's not yeah, what's going on. It, it, it's, it's, here's what's going on. It's not just the houses, right though. Now. It's not just the houses, though. You also have your training barracks, which are which are basically like, right. you know, just long about. rooms with a bunch of beds, you know, bunk beds and a all that. House, you know, yeah, a bunk house. They, they, what they, I was asking, is it the houses or the barracks? All the above. It is the both. Totally, it is both. It is like, both. People <laughs> live in them. They're families. Like. Yeah, That's well, guess what? Right now, well, <laughs> right now, what they're doing is so that way we can Americanize and indoctrinate these Afghans and check out their identities. By the way, they're not coming across the border verified. They get border, they get verified once they get in place before we allow them to leave where they got fucking hey, booked up at. Hey guys, I, I hate to do this yeah. to you, but I've got to bail. I've got one or two uh, questions for you, or one or two ways we could do this. One, would you guys mind taking about a half an hour break so I can run, pick up Jen, and, and uh, get back, and we could do a part two? Or I could either I can mute myself, and you guys can continue on. E either way, that's fine. Uh, just which one would you guys like to prefer? Because I, I do want to continue let this story. I, let her and I carry on, so that way we can just go ahead and, and pick up whenever you come back in. Because whenever I quit, I'm quitting. All right. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll mute I up. I'm quitting, too. I'll mute up and then uh, if you guys are done, just let me know you're done and I'll I'll find where the silence is. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay. So I I really want to get back kind of on point here. So this attack that happened on the parade, I'm I'm not saying that it was some BLM freaking. No, that hasn't made its way into any headlines. So, I mean, they're not reporting it that way. But they, I mean, do you really think that they would? Because the whole thing doesn't play into the narrative that they want you to believe. So are they going to report on the news or are they going to report on the narrative? Which is kind of what I was talking about with the headlines and everything. Like mm -hmm. The headlines definitely are leading people to believe that you know, I let me pull up CNN. Last time I looked at CNN, their head thing was basically like suspect <clears throat> arrested. You know, like all these news stations aren't really saying what they would if I think it was Kyle Rittenhouse. Let's say that Kyle Rittenhouse got guilty, but he got a week that he could get out and say goodbye to his family and tie up loose ends. But he decided that he was going <clears> to <throat> drive through this parade. Do you think that it would have gotten the same news coverage, or would it be completely different? It would be much more, and it would be worse. It would be um, – so I'm trying to read what CNN is currently – It says, what we know about the suspect in the parade tragedy. Right. I, I don't – I'm not going through the clickbait. I want to actually see what they're actually reporting inside oh. of it um, just to see if they are portraying it in a different way. Um, other than what you see is that the actual, you know, the, the clickbait yeah, headline. I don't, I don't want to fall into the same trap that they get everybody else on. Well, so where the investigation stands. Yeah, the, okay, the driver so. has been, here's what they're reporting. The driver has been identified as Daryl E. Brooks, 39 of Milwaukee. Thompson said Monday afternoon at a news conference. Thompson is the news PR person. Anyways, police have recommended uh, five charges of intentional homicide. Prosecutors in the Waukesha County District Attorney's case said they will review the matter with police and expect to file initial charges Tuesday. Brooks will make his initial court appearance Tuesday afternoon. So they're reporting this very vanilla bland. They're not putting any right. tilt on it. Additional no, charges no, no. could be filed. 
Additional charges could be filed when more is known about the people who were injured, prosecutors say. The chief said no motive is known. Brooks was involved in a domestic disturbance earlier Sunday and left the scene just before driving his SUV through the parade. That's the bit that I was uh, saying earlier. We are confident he acted alone, Thompson said. There's no evidence this is a terroristic incident. So they're completely deflecting it. Right. Like it's a terroristic incident. Okay. Nobody said he's a fucking terrorist. You can look at him and tell that. Right. Right. (laughs) Brooks was out on bail, according to court records in the Milwaukee uh, County District's uh, Attorney's Office. He posted a $1,000 bond on November 11th. So this, uh, he posted bond is out on bond from something that happened 12 days ago, 11 days ago in relation to charges, including domestic abuse. That incident also involved Brooks being accused of using a car to cause an injury, according to a criminal complaint. Brooks also has an outstanding arrest warrant and no. So before this incident on the 12th or whatever involved the SUV too? Yes, he tried running somebody over in that incident that he's out on bond for for $1,000. Okay, so Brooks also has an outstanding arrest warrant in Nevada in an unrelated case in 2016 for which he was arrested for allegedly jumping bail, according to Sarah Johns, Washoe County's Sheriff's Department spokesperson from Nevada. Jumping bail could be has, Yeah, jumping bail that just means you ran out on the bail bondsman. CNN reached out to Brooks' attorney. Thompson said the SUV was identified shortly after it ran through the parade, and Brooks was quickly arrested. He was not injured, Thompson said. They make sure to put that in there. Uh, Special agents with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosives have responded to assist. All right, and they're showing he took a, it looks like, whenever he drove into Waukesha from Milwaukee, he drove directly a straight line, took a left, took another left, and then ended up one, two, three, four, five, six blocks away. Right, uh, two streets behind where the parade actually was going on when he ran the people over. Two, two streets behind and, and five blocks to the east, the way this map is showing it. Okay. So, so five or six city blocks away, two streets over, is where he ended up with the car. And it doesn't say what he did after he dropped after he jumped that's part of the investigation they're trying to find out who he was going to or who's that close to what i heard happen from people who live there is that he ditched his vehicle 